Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazzo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazzo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 22nd official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. Senator shares some history on Dalmore. We'll discuss Habano's approach to their smaller marcas, and we'll discuss the reality of the Cuban cigar shortage, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, Light up a cigar and enjoy as we pair the El Rey Del Mundo Schwa Supreme with 12-year-aged Dalmore Scotch. A Cuban Hermosos tonight on the pod. The Schwa Supreme, one of two cigars that uh, El Rey Del Mundo makes. It's a uh, 48 ring gauge by 5 inches. I thought this was a Robusto, boys, and I was wrong. I was very, very wrong. So uh, let's cut this thing. 
and see what we're getting on the cold draw and the wrapper. So I've never had this cigar. I know a few of the other guys in the room have. Puba certainly has. Rooster has. Have you, Senator? I had one, but in less than optimal smoking conditions, so I didn't get to enjoy it as fully as I would have liked. The cold draw is delicious on this thing. Really? Can't wait for you to try that. Yeah, I'm very excited. About wow. It. I've heard amazing things about this cigar. I mean, uh, I'm getting sweetness right, mm. off the, right off the bat. Mine's, I'm mainly getting cedar on mine. I'm getting cedar, but a little sweetness like Bam's talking about. And if you smell the wrapper, you can even get that sweetness. What's funny is I feel like I'm tasting cedar as if it was sitting in a, a cabinet box, a cedar cabinet box. It was in a cardboard, it's in a cardboard dress box. So who's had this in the room? Rooster? Rooster and, and Puba. Puba. Ah, okay. This is that time delay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gizmo just said that. <laughs> it's all right. Okay. All right, boys, let's light this thing. The El Rey Del Mundo Schwa Supreme from Cuba. Again, 48 ring gauge by five inches long. A, I would say, revered cigar in the Habanos catalog by uh, experienced smokers. And yeah. not terribly easy to get your hands on it. I'd also say a hidden secret. Yes. I mean, if I'm being honest, if we, I think most of us in this room, if we even just went back a few years, we would not have heard of this cigar it's not like a, you know, it's not a D4. It's not an, you know, an Epi 2, um, which is nice because I, I think we're trying to share with listeners something that they probably don't encounter very often that they maybe might want to pick up. Oh, fantastic on the light. Great draw. Great smoke output and delicious. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Definitely. So this is from a March 21 box. So these are only, these are under a year old, which I know. Normally, I think we would kind of shudder at being under a year old on smoking a cigar, but I, I went off the recommendation of some, some folks I saw online saying how well these are smoking young, so I think it was worth a shot. I don't know what to say. It's so good. Yeah, Bam Bam shaking his yeah, head at me with a smile on his is, face. This is such a good cigar. Very good on the light. I wow. agree. Yeah, what are you guys getting? A little honey, maybe. Yeah. Creamy. I, I dare to say a bam bam word, a little citrusy, like a little, <laughs> a little fruit. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm getting some floral, but not. I don't know about citrus. Definitely has some, you know, sweet. Yeah, sweet honey. A little bit of floral. Is everybody getting good draw on this thing? Mm, everybody getting excellent. a smoke up? Excellent. Puba, how's yours? I can't tell yet. I'm having a little bit of an issue here. Mm. I have two more with me. Just I, I anticipated potential problems. I'll take the next one. Mm -hmm. You want to try a different one? Um, no, just give it a second. Okay. You know, before we, uh, I got a question. Yeah. What do these cost? Oh, that's, a, I, you know what? I should have prepared. I'm I, sorry. I think they're a bit like, well, 21. I would say like about five, between 15, 17 in that wow. range. Right? Yeah, I think you're about right. Tough to get these, or are they ready? They're, they're not easy to get. This is a uh, mm. this is a uh, uh, a marca from from Cuba, and, and Puba can talk a little bit about this as well. But you know, it's one of their. Would you call it a regional? Well, no, I'd call it a, a, local? a boutique. I'd call yeah. it a portfolio brand, or one of their boutique brands in the Habana SA catalog. It's like a San Luis Rey or Cuaba. Um, Juan Lopez. Juan Lopez, yeah. you know, boutique, boutique brand or portfolio brand that 
It's not a global brand. So they don't make as many cigars. The distribution isn't quite as wide. Um, so it's, it's supposedly um, the, the, the brand was created in partnership with Sancho Panza by a German businessman, a gentleman by the name of Emilio Olmsted in 1848. They named, they named the brand Del Rey del Mundo, which means king of the world in Spanish. That's a very cool name, by the way. King of the world. Um, and then around 1882, um, a, a Spanish businessman named Antonio Alonas, who's not to be confused with the Antonio Alonas, who's the brother of Ramon Alonas, who were the brothers who, who founded and developed the the Ramon Alona's Marca. You mentioned that on the RAS episode that there were two Antonios. Yeah, it's just, they had just happened coincidentally to have the same name. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, they, they registered it um, and re-registered the name after, uh, you know, after Olmsted's death. Um, and then they went on to just make some, produce some really great cigars um, up until the revolution. I mean, the, the, you know, there's not much there in terms that's really interesting and worth the, worth discussion. Okay. Um, it, it, it's not like this brand has a storied history, you know, like Partagas where you have rivals and there's affairs going on and people are dying and there's no espionage. <laughs> there's no espionage. It's not like <laughs> as interesting as like, let's for say, let's, let's say Boulevard's history or yeah, something or like Upman, that yeah. or yeah. Upman. Um, um, it lost some popularity at some point um, uh, uh, and its status, you know, being at the forefront of some of, of Cuban cigars. But uh, despite that, it's still come, it's, it's kind of come back in the past 20 years or so and has really made its way to the forefront um, with aficionados in the know. Um, they make two standard production cigars, I believe, the Hermosas yeah. and the Demitas. Yep. And they also, um, when they, when their other uh, Vitolas they want to release or, or special um, blends, perhaps, they'll do some regionals. You know what's interesting about that? Uh, uh, and I learned this a couple of weeks ago, and it's just so obvious to me. I think Senator and I were talking about this at the time. But it's interesting that you'll never see a Monte Cristo, Partagas, Cohiba, Upman, or Romeo. You'll never see any of those come out as a regional. Those are global brands, according to Habanos. They'll never put a regional release out under those. Just lim you know, limited editions, but never a regional specific to Mexico or Spain or whatever. So that's pretty, you know, uh, El Rey del Mundo is used a lot in those circumstances. Like you said, Juan Lopez is, Sancho Panza, other, you know, of the smaller uh, marcas. Um, and I think that's very cool about these, that there's only two regular production cigars in this line. Yeah. yeah there were more, of course, at one time. And, but like many of the boutique and portfolio brands within the Habana SSA catalog, those Vitolas were discontinued. Well, I wonder, wonder why they would discontinue them. And I've never heard of a cigar company. Well, we've, we've talked about it before. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the, there was a big quality problem, um, which is well known about what they, what they call the dark period, uh, which I believe ran from about 1998, I believe, until um, around 2000. Um, and they were making too many cigars and too quickly and during the cigar boom, and there was a lot of bad quality coming out. So Habana, you know, Cuba Tobacco, Habana SSA, they, they said, you know, we're going to, we're going to have to focus, you know, focus back on what we do well and do, 
to make less vitolas across the catalog and 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 do better with mm. less shapes and focus a little bit more and bring the quality back and they've brought the quality back over the last 20 years sure um because it was a problem for a while mm. and you know what's interesting too you're talking about that time period from that period of like 99 ish to about 2010 they canceled i want to say 10 12 other cigars in regular production that that El Rey Del Mundo yeah. made. Oh, wow. You know, the 2000s were not a good... And just never reintroduced them ever they're again. They're gone. They're wow. gone. So they use this, like we said, for regionals. And, it's streamlined. Think about it. It makes sense. It streamlines distribution for the company. You know, it's all <laughs> one company <Yeah. laughs> that, that's in, that oversees all this production. So they have to go with what the, where the demand lies. Folk, they, you know, they tried to make some decisions. Now, a lot of... It, it's unfortunate... Um, that some of these beloved shapes aren't available, and but I guess you know they have to make decisions, right? This so. is uh, so going back to the flavor on this thing, about a three quarters of an inch in here on mine. I it's creamy, it's delicious, it's delicious, delicious. One word, wow, yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. This Just, is outstanding. I mean, I, I'm getting the sweetness that we were talking about that we started with honey. There's a creaminess. The smoke, it, it's the velvety. It, the combustion it like is coats your mouth. It's like you have. It's like it has yeah. an icing on it that's coating your mouth or something. Ab- absolutely, and, and you also get that dried fruit. I feel like when you just, I'm blown away by this cigar. Me too. Yeah. I yeah. just can't believe how good it is for being that it's so fresh. Yeah, yeah. You know, less than a year old. It's incredible. What a box is twenty one. If he didn't yeah, say March that this 21. was a 21 box, I never would have guessed. Right. So what's also unusual, several sources I've read on this cigar, they all say the same thing. It starts off very mild, according to the description that I read, and it launches into flavor and gets very intense. I see the opposite. I'm getting really good, I'd say medium, almost full flavor right Wait, off the bat. So, so on the light, I had some pr- some issues yep. where it was like... Iffy. It was, yeah, it didn't start off on the light for me spectacular. Uh, but that sometimes happens with cigars. Sometimes that initial, for whatever reason, I could have lit it. I lit it with a match. Maybe I. How is knows? it now? Um, now it's like settled in and it's it's much, much better. And the notes that Senator was talking about, the signature kind of notes, the the dried fruit and um, some of the, the, the sweeter notes are kind of coming through that are signature for the cigar. Um, this is like dessert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so it really sweet. Is. I'm just amazed. It's unbelievable. Sweet and creamy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fruit, kind of fruity. It's it's yeah. sweet. Fantastic. Yeah. It's my. It's a medium-bodied cigar. Um, I feel so. Like- by the way, I wanted to just answer Rooster's question. I paid three forty-nine for this box of twenty-five. So these worked out to thirteen dollars and fifty cents a stick. That's a steal. Yeah, it's a Fantastic. Great price. I've seen it for about three hundred. Yeah. On some other sites. Yeah. And I think the prices so, are just you know jumping up ten, fifteen. I urge right. the procurement managers of this group to buy, and we will reimburse you for so the record. Just I, launch into it. Gizmo and I tried recently to we get tried. another box. These we were someone beat us to them. Yeah, we tried. I'll, I'll text you a site. <laughs> Two ninety nine. Oh, here we go. Cuban I love by is the it, way how he tells us this. Hold on, I know what it is. After I bought them, I know what it is. Is it Cuban lose? <laughs> it is, isn't You're it? You're right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I caught you. And and with 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 like as these settle in and as they rest and as they as they start to mature more, like those flavor notes, um, 
really accelerate uh, with, with that this cigar is really good if you put it down for a little while. Like all those notes just like accelerate and become more concentrated and, um, and more complex. So we can, this cigar is, is really their flagship cigar, um, standard production cigar, and uh, people really like it. Yeah, I can, I can certainly understand why. Uh, it's it's a wonderful little smoke. It's worth pursuing. Yeah, yeah. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in Cubans now. It's uh, <laughs> it's taken me a while, but uh, this smoke is fantastic. What uh, what w- you say that you're a believer now? That's an interesting comment because we've all gone through that journey, right? Of, of you know going from New Worlds because they're obviously accessible everywhere to finding Cubans and procuring them and getting them smoking. And what what has kind of flicked that domino finally for you? That's like you're totally bought into Cubans. Just uh, to summarize, I used to smoke a lot of, in fact, I still do a lot of bolder, like strong flavored cigars. And uh, every time I would try a Cuban, I thought it was oftentimes very flavorless. And, you know, it just uh, didn't hit my palate the way I would anticipate, right? Because there's always this excitement that you're going to be smoking a Cuban. And then when I would have it, I didn't feel the same excitement. I, you know, felt it was, you know, they were good. But I think, uh, you know, during this journey, uh, you know, with you guys, um, you know, I've tasted a lot of uh, Cuban cigars, which I've really begun to enjoy. And I can tell you that this is uh, one cigar I've started enjoying from the very light. It's, you know, the sweetness, the creaminess, and um, really enjoying it. This is fantastic. Yeah. So just so you guys know, the other 18 cigars in this box are completely accounted for. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You're out. Listen, we'll 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 bid up. We'll bid up. They've, they've disappeared. You I would to... I would disappear these into the back of your humidor. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I'm in a year. I, exactly I know exactly how we're going to get them. We're going to corner <laughs> we're going to corner the Lucy market, so you can't buy yeah. any more Lucys, and we're going to start trading. I'll trade well, you, you Lucys for you these. You know, the thing with these is, you know, you can always, you know, when you see them pop up. Because they kind of pop up and then they go away. They pop up and then they go away. When they do pop up, they they stay. They only stay around for a little while and they go down because people do really like them and they want to. Uh, people want a box in their humidor because it's a nice again. It's a nice change of pace from the global brands that we that that are so beloved. It's one of those cigars that when you're when you're when you're doing your um, loadout, what I call. A loadout, um, and, you, and you're kind of going through your sticks, and you're like, "What do I? Am I going? You know, I'm going to smoke another partigas. You know, you kind of to ask yourself, "Well, yeah, I'm going to smoke one partigas tonight, but then what else can I throw in the mix that's gonna that's gonna change things up? And this is a this is like that change up um, that you may not smoke like every day, but you're gonna not that you wouldn't. They're just not as available. And as ubiquitous as some other things, so you know you pop it in, you, yeah, you and, pop it in here and there. And, and I, I don't, I don't think they make nearly as many sticks as a Partagus and Upmint, right? No, I mean, they just don't. That's the thing. That's the thing. They're harder to, to come by. They're a little harder to come by. So you know, you kind of judiciously, when you load them out, it was it's like one of those cigars. Like, okay, I'll take one this month. I'll take one or two, and you know, and pop them out. Depending on how many boxes, you know, yeah. how crazy you want to go. <laughs> Which is, I think, the way that it's going right now, I think we're all going to be chasing a couple of boxes of these around, but um, the, for sure. Another thing I noticed as soon as Gizmo handed these out, the cigar is, is rounded. You would not notice from by looking at it that it came out of a dress box, and obviously I'm not a huge dress box fan, and um, I just think 
they've done something well in that clearly these are not jammed and packed in that box. They gave it enough space that it looks exactly as it should, and it's smoking really well. It is. I mean, the draw's fantastic. The smoke output's great. I've, I've had no issue. Yeah, so interesting observation. So to build on that a little bit, and we talked about this before we before we started to record just for just momentarily, and that's there's something about this Hermosos. There's a, there's people, mutual friends of ours, who talk about this Hermosos, uh, Vitola, which is not exactly a robusto. It's 48 ring gauge, right? By five inch. By yeah. five inch. So there's in San, San Luis Rey makes the Regios. There's people who believe that this particular size, the construction of it for whatever, there's magic in the Hermosos. Mm. That there's some sort of magic. Like, like look at everybody's burn. It's like razor yeah, sharp. Yeah, it's razor sharp. It's, yep. it, and the draw is really good. And when you look at the foot, like, when, when I pulled, um, when Giz came around and goes, take one, take one, take one, I grabbed it. And then I immediately, the first thing I look at when I grab a cigar is I look at the foot just to look at the leaves to see how it's rolled. And it, it, the fault, like it was perfectly like, you could see the thing before I even cut it. I knew the cigar was probably going to draw well I, it, because it would just look, the foot looks so good, you know? So there's something about it. There's something about this size people hypothesize about. Well, I think they're certainly right. And to, to Senator's point, when I was pulling this out of the dress box, sometimes when you get a box of, um, you know, uh, Lucy's, obviously, uh, Partagas, they're a little difficult to get out. Like, they're really stuffed in there. And if you take a couple out, putting them back in is a bit of a challenge. This just came right out. They were not stuffed in there. Interesting. You know, yeah. it's like, I They don't know. may use... Like a box that they use for robustos, <laughs> right. they relabel it, and they and I think about it. It's the same yeah. cardboard yeah. dress box, but there's just a little bit more room, yeah, room a little less there. tobacco. Because <laughs> think about it, it's all one company. They're not. They're making these dress boxes probably the same way with a couple different vendors, and then they're labeling the you know slap a sticker on them, and, and then go. they 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 put the artwork on them and everything. But they probably just go in a robusta box. I can't I don't know that for a fact, but it may give them a little bit more room to, to breathe. Live. Well, they're certainly <laughs> like, you know they're certainly still round, which I haven't seen out of yeah. a dress box, you know. So, all right, let's try our uh, let's try our scotch pairing tonight, gentlemen. So this is the second Dalmore we've done. And uh, Senator, tell us a little about what we have in our hands. So this is Dalmore 12. I've, this is my first time having this. After the Dalmore Cigar Malt, um, I think everyone said was one of the best single malts we've ever had. Um, I figured, all right, let's see it. Uh, get the full range of Dalmore. So start with their 12. It's aged in ex-bourbon barrels and ex-sherry casks, um, which is like a lot of stuff we drink. Um, but... Interesting. I was looking up a little bit about the brand history. We didn't actually talk at all about Dalmore's history when we reviewed the the cigar malt, and it's very fascinating because they have a, a royal history. So Dalmore's heritage dates back to 1263. It was in that year that Colin of Kintail, chief of the of Clan Mackenzie, saved King Alexander the Third from a charging stag. And if you look on the bottle... Sounds like a Will Ferrell movie description on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) And so in recognition of this noble act, the king granted the Mackenzie clan the right to use the 12-pointed royal stag emblem on their coat of arms. 
when the descendants of the clan became owners of the Dalmore Distillery in 1867, the Royal Stag became the iconic logo that Dalmore yeah. has today. And if you look, and I, I counted, there's you know 12, the, the horns that the, the stag has, there, there's 12 of them. And um, so I just thought very cool that it goes back, obviously, that far. And um, I think they make some very good stuff. I'm curious what guys think about this. Like I said, this is my first time trying. I think it's 12. very. I think it's very tasty, uh, very smooth. It's drinkable. There's a nice little flavor to it. It's not. It's not like biting me in the back of the throat too not, much. Not very at all. Smooth. I. F- I find it a little bit kind of. Um, Dare I say, medicine-y a bit? No, no, no. There's nothing offensive about it. It's just a little bit. Eh. It's a little blah. Okay, yeah. so good. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, want yeah. to color anyone's opinion. I mean, I'm trying this just I'm like I'm kind you of all. enjoying it. I, I I like the flavor notes, hmm. but the delivery of them, I think it's very flat. Flat. Like, like yeah. I'm a hundred percent with Puba there. <laughs> palettes palettes very good. Yeah. Like yeah. amateur. Yeah. There are there are notes in here that actually are very similar to notes in McAllen 12. Like there's a faint little bit of a chocolate chocolate flavor in this like you get on the finish after the citrus that comes in McAllen but McAllen I feel like just delivers it in such an elegant robust way where this just kind of falls flat and then all you taste is the alcohol on the finish and I'm you know there there was a high bar set because we've had the cigar malt before which was absolutely outstanding this isn't bad but I'm I'm left wanting more is this 12 years aged or the 12? Yeah. Okay, so that's coincidental that the stag has 12 points on his horn yeah. and it's 12 years aged. Correct. Okay. Total coincidence. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's just okay for me. You know, yeah, the other same. night, not to make comparisons, but, you know, the other night we were we, we had some of that Diablo, right? Oh, so cool. The 12. But, like, at least it punches you in the face with Sherry and you're like, you're like okay, well, that's, you know, that's it's, something that, that I can much hang more, my hat on. That's much more flavorful. That right. Abelor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're it's just kind really of like, delicious. you're like, okay, like if you're in the mood for that, like that definitely hits the spot. And it's, and there's a little bit of, it's, it's certainly a sweeter scotch. Um, like oh, almost, yeah. you know, than, than, than many that we didn't. The, the thing about scotch is so interesting is that, um, and, and of course, in Grinder's absence, he could pontificate forever on this. Um, <laughs> Uh, bless you, Grinder. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, but you know that's the, so interesting with Scotch, maybe as opposed to bourbon, and I could get beat up for this. Who knows? But th- there's such a wide like range from like Lagavulin all the way up, to, all the way to the other end of the spectrum, which could be maybe call it Abelor. I don't know. You know where yeah, it's so it's sherry. On that. But it, there's like it's just huge spectrum of like flavor and taste and and things, which makes. I think scotch super super interesting almost like wine you know there's this big huge spectrum of where you can go with it and this this just kind of falls somewhere for me a little bit kind of it doesn't jump out at you yeah I, I would if we were so I like that you brought up the, the spectrum right and I think we've said many times that you have obviously Lagavulin on one end of that you have I think Abelor is a great example of on the complete far opposite end. That's as sherry and sweet as possible. There's zero peat, smoke, any of that. And I think in the middle, you'd have like an Oban where you have some sweetness, but also some peat. And if you were to just take that one half of the spectrum going from Abelor to Oban, I think in the middle of that would be McAllen. And that's also where I would put this. 
And that's what's so hard for me with this scotch because the first thing I think of is McAllen because some of the flavor notes are similar and its profile is and that McAllen just does it so much better. And the reason I, I actually think it's very fair to compare them, it's the exact same price as McAllen. I paid oh, 65 okay. a bottle. Oh, is that right? Wow. It's also 65 a bottle. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm not paying that for this. Well, no. <laughs> me neither. I, Never. I started off, it didn't even smell very nice. And um, for some reason, I feel like a sharpness in the back of my throat. Uh, you know, which reminds me of the McAllen, the blue bottle. I don't know whether yeah. you've tried that. Yeah. That the it's double somewhat similar. Yeah. It's like, yeah, not enjoying it as much as yeah. I thought I would. Yeah. I mean, given that, okay, now I, that it's the same uh, price as McAllen, there's no way I would ever go for this. Right. No way. Right. Like, I would just buy, I would just stock my locker or my my bar with, you know, if I was to go out and, and, and which I'm going to do soon. At our at our new clubhouse, by the way, uh, I, you know, but having like, but but for real, if we're gonna talk scotch for a minute and just what I like, I would buy a bottle of Talisker, I'd buy a bottle of Oban, I'd buy a bottle of McCallan, and I'd buy a bottle of Abor. Right behind you. Do you know and what I mean? Balvenie, right behind you. Like, and Balvenie. And, and Balvenie. And yeah. Balvenie Doublewood. Yeah. Doublewood or a Caribbean sure. cask, whatever, de yeah. depending on your budget. And that's yeah. <laughs> great spectrum, great range. And Kirkland. We're right behind you. And Kirkland. Kirkland 12. Kirkland, yeah, Can't sure. fit that in a locker, but... Sold. <laughs> <laughs> Senator's shaking his head at me. <laughs> yeah. But that covers like a nice broad range of, of scotch. I'm sure that if Grinder was here, he would fill in the gaps. I'm well, sure the gap he would fill in, Lagavulin. his favorite is Lagavulin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he loves so it. So everything that you named, are those all sherry cast? Most of them are. So so let's go through what Puba named. The, the McAllen, McAllen sherry we buy. Right. Abalor is sherry. Well, actually, no. You know what's crazy? I don't know how this is possible. Abalor is half bourbon, half sherry. Right. Yet so it's sherry. the biggest sherry bomb you'll ever taste. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Balvenie, the Doublewood, it's half bourbon, half sherry. This we're drinking is half bourbon, half sherry. So I guess some, for whatever reason, the sherry just dominates a lot more or... They don't specify how long they've aged yeah. the scotch That's in a each good of question. those barrels. That's a good question. Yeah. So uh, for the more sherry-forward yeah. ones, it's probably a lot more of that was aged in sherry than it was in the bourbon barrel. It seems barrel. like all of you guys like the sherry cast. It's hard not to. I do. Right? I, I'm because sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm even to. a snob about this. I I, I, I don't want a scotch that hasn't at some point touched a, Puba, did you mention, a sherry barrel. Sorry. Did you mention Oban? He did. Yeah. Is yeah. that that's not Asian sherry's cask? It it could be partially. I'm gonna it look. Yeah, I believe it is. Maybe so, you're right. So, so I, I don't know. know. The Belvini Twelve is 50% oak and 50% sherry. Yeah. The double mm -hmm. one. The double one. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Maybe oak and sherry go better. So is it just the Macallan that's like completely? Sh it's all sherry. Macallan is sherry. Yeah. Yeah, the black bottle. Yeah. 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 So, black. see, I knew it had to be because I, well. I love open. It's finished in sherry casks. There you go. Finished. So, so, Tad, mm. so if you were just to just like go, any of these, right? Yeah. It's like most yeah, in one and then they finish in another. Right. So, if you were to go one step across that the spectrum and go more peaty behind Talisker. So what would be the what would Scott what Scotch would that be to go you to mean more less peat? less peaty? Or less or no more, more peat. Lagavulin. What would it, would you jump right to Lagavulin? I don't know. Or something in between. Uh, Maybe there's something in between. That's a, that's Sorry, a grinder you, question. You already said Talisker. It's right. a Talisker. So if Talisker's here on the PD side, so, so you go Lagavulin you, next. You go after Oban, you go Talisker, then you go Lagavulin, and then by far at the Lefroy. far end is Lefroy. 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 Oh, right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Lefroy, yeah. the green bottle. Undrin yep. Undrinkable. 
Yeah. It's like gasoline. Okay, that's that's I, on know, the other end of the spectrum. I've yeah. drank I've drank that like as a guest at someone's home. Like I had one night where I drank copious amounts of it. And like <laughs> I hope you stayed away from fire. <laughs> <laughs> um and after a while I remember like being like uh, okay, like it's not undrinkable. Mm. It's just not my bag. Yeah. I, I agree with I that. had I had some very aged Lafroy one time. At a Christmas party at, at a family's uh, at a family house, and it was absolutely one thousand percent offensive in every single way. Ooh. It was horrible, well, horrible. Wanna... Now it, that's just my palate. I know it's amateur. No, it was horrible. No, and it's a grinder's going to listen to this, and he's going to be very upset at me. It was horrible. <laughs> well, I just want to go back to what Puba said because I, I'm not at all a Lefroy fan. The extent of Lefroy I enjoy is when I get like a really nice like bourbon mixed like cocktail. And they'll do like a Laphroaig mist on the glass, and it gives it just a little smokiness. I love that. But to drink that stuff neat or straight, I'm, I'm not a fan of. But to Puba's point, most of you should remember when we went to that restaurant in town that Rooster introduced us to where we love the owner. We've had many, many good nights there. Mm, good he, nights, he, bad nights. Well, <laughs> all of us have had good nights except when Gizmo met the sink there. But um, the, for, for, for the rest of us, if you recall, he brought out for us when we got there after they closed. He brought out a bottle of Lafroig. Uh, it and was we, like Lafroig yeah. ten or twelve, and, and we, drank, we drank it. We drank it, and it was drinkable. It yeah, was. That was. That's that was, true. That's true. Was it true. a no no, 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 Lafroig. I don't forget yeah. this. Yeah, are, you, are you talking about the COVID night? Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's that exactly. night. Oh, was it Lagavulin? Absolutely not. It was Lafroig. Lafroig. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, I believe me, I, yeah, I remember I when was. I saw the bottle, I cringed and said, "Oh, geez, this is the best thing he's bringing out." But, but we, it we, was drinkable. We took it down. I guess it's 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 more for more for winter, right? Yeah. Is that when you would be, you were drinking more like a PD a scotches? Yeah, yeah. But I liked Puba's point that he made a point uh, recently, and maybe Senator said something about this too. I don't know, but I, I certainly uh, I've been going to the Lagavulin a little bit more when I'm only able to have a drink and not a cigar. Oh, that's you know, nice, whereas nice. I think the sherry pairs, the sherry finish stuff pairs really well with the cigars. I think when I can't have one, I'm I'm reaching for Lagavulin just yeah. to get that little bit of, little bit of smoke. Yeah, I give the example you know? after dinner when I can't have a cigar. Yeah, exactly. That was that's that. when I really pull and reach for a bottle of Lagavulin yeah. because I get that smoky peat. I, I get the flavor notes of almost having a cigar with a scotch, and that it serves a perfect purpose. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Even Oban has a little bit of like slight hint of peat in this. Yeah, has anyone tried Odd Bag at all? Odd Bag? No. It's no, supposed but to be smoky as well. That's Ma- peatier. It's on the peatier end. Oh, yeah. It's in the peatier end. All right. You'll have to try it. Maybe maybe we need to uh, yeah try a couple of peaty before the so, winter. So uh, we're about halfway through the Schwa Supreme right now. Uh, I am really impressed with this cigar. Really impressed. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I think it's really, really great. Everybody's got a great burn line, right? Everybody, everybody burning. Mine tunneled, okay? mine oh, tunneled yeah. a little, and I had to correct it. Okay, but, but I'm about to correct it, but it's not, I'm not complaining. And, and the ash seems to be holding well as well. So yeah, reasonable construction. Flavor notes for me are very consistent, which I'm happy about because I really loved the flavor notes in the first half, and yes. I'm getting the exact same as I keep smoking this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's there's a reason why it's pretty well regarded as as um as a cigar that you know it's just it's 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 tastes really good. Now in the last third, will it present um youth? Some youth. Yeah. Prop certainly. Uh 
but that'll go away in time. And it's a, it's the, the, buying a box of these is always a is always a smart move. Agreed. You hand on them. Yeah, you know. keep them for a while. Yeah, yeah. Have you had the Regios, Puba? Yeah. <coughs> How do you? Uh, what do you think about that compared to this one? I th I like this better. Um, but the Regios is 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 a is a good cigar. It's a really good cigar. It's kind of it's not that it's not divergent from this in terms of flavor profile. It's not like a divergent. It's not like that smoke is. It's maybe you could call it a close cousin from my recollection. Now, I haven't smoked many of them. I've I've I bought a five pack of five of those, um, and they're good. Um, but I think I like this better. Um, they're really kind of nice. Yeah, I'm surprised for how difficult these are to find that they're only thirteen fifty a stick. You know, and I paid. I think I paid a little bit of a premium because I got it from a secondary source. But I mean, yeah. this is um, this is really, 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 really nice for that price. Yeah, yeah they do make a lot of regionals. Yeah, they make a ton a of lot, regionals. A yeah, a lot of regionals. Yeah. yeah. Please don't contribute to the <laughs> price being bid up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, the prices are going to go up in May again anyway, so it's just what? how it goes. Yeah, Habanos raises their prices every May. It'll probably be between 5 and 8%. So even what we're seeing right now on the prices being up with supply-demand issues, um, has anyone they're had, only going to go up. Sorry, has anyone had a like heavily-aged box of these? No. I'm just curious what this... 18 was what I smoked. Okay. Um, of these. And it, what it's, it's you're getting the same... So, like, if just picture this, um, it, it, it become, it, for, for what I noticed was it was sweeter, it was more complex, and just um, not stronger, richer, just richer in, in flavor. Just the presentation of everything is just amped up in terms of the, in terms of the, like, those flavors really just start to come through. It's just not quite as muddled. It's just, like I'm not getting any ammonia right now. Maybe in the last third, I'm not getting any of that. I'm not tasting a ton of youth here, but with the age, it just it it just pops like like so like like that flavor you got on the light. It just comes through more pronounced. Yeah, like the flavors are deeper. They deeper, are. Yeah, I gotta say, yeah. it smokes like an older cigar. Oh yeah. For, yeah, it really does. Yeah, I don't think it's smoking terrible. It doesn't taste terrible, yeah, terribly it's young. Great. No, yeah. it's it, great. If Gizmo Fantastic. never told us the year on this box, I don't think at this point I so agree. far anyone would have guessed 21. Agreed. Yeah. It's I impressive. think Bam, Bam would have paid like 500 for this. Oh box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have. He just might. That's not you know. <laughs> that's not bad, guys. This is the only 2021 the cigar. This is the only 2021 Habanos I've smoked. Really? You fucking snob. <laughs> <laughs> So, Puba, that's how you're, you're missing out. You're an out. elitist, Puba. I'm not an elitist. I just <laughs> we have a lot of cigars, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I you mean, have, a, I mean, you and you and Senator certainly have a lot of really nice age stuff. You don't forget Connoisseur Corner over there. Wow. Yeah. No, none more than Rooster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th I think this is really, really good. You know, it's funny. I was we were talking about supply and demand, and I know that there's dispute about this, especially when it comes from a retailer. But, um, you know, just with you know, uh, firing up the market and driving sales. But I saw, I always reference Rob Ayala with Friends of Habanos. He did an update the other day on um, supply with Habanos and, and worldwide shortages. 
and what what he said from calling around to some of his friends worldwide, not just in you know he's obviously in Australia, but talking to PCC and H and F and some other folks, I guess. He said right now that he thinks there's about an 80 million cigar worldwide shortage uh, to, to completely get everybody back to where they were two years ago. And Habanos apparently is making somewhere around 6 million cigars a month. So his anticipation is that the shortage is going to last quite some time. Now, is that hype? Is that, you know, who knows what it is? I mean, he seems to be pretty straightforward the way I read it, but... You know, it seems like you know uh, Cuba's definitely behind. That's eighty million in in dollar value, or eighty million sticks. Count. sticks. Count, yeah, yeah, eighty million sticks. Who who, who knows what the truth is? Yeah, yeah. Kid, kid, I'm sorry, <clears throat> I'm always skeptical of this because I know that's why I, that's why I prefaced it. With I, that. I just call bullshit at this point on all of it because when the pandemic hit, we heard the same thing. Then the first year in the, into the pandemic, the same thing. The second year, we have all found what we're looking for. It may not be easy every time, but it's out there. I mean, stuff that shouldn't have, have no business popping up. I mean, somehow I was able to get a box of eight Partagas 898s recently. I, this stuff is, it's coming but, out. Well, and when think about back, think about back, you're right. It, 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 I tend to agree with you now. Is the shortage real? Yeah, there's a oh, shortage. Yeah. It's the de- degree of how how acute that shortage actually is but you couldn't find eight nine eights two years ago to save your 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 fucking life you couldn't find a fucking box of lucy's yeah they were very difficult to find like it's true like you go back a couple years ago it was like they just they were very and then all of a sudden they just they, they started to pop so who knows sir winston's were like not and then they just appear like you know so these things appear out of nowhere you don't there's no real rhyme or reason and i don't think even i would i would dare to say i i don't even think the people in the know know exactly when they may know earlier but exactly when some of these things are going to actually come into the distribution channel the one thing i want to say that he made clear that i should have said is that there is no shortage at all of cured tobacco of good tobacco available it's just a i think it's a the labor the labor issue yeah and I think what, to go back to what Puba said about the black period, they're trying to avoid bringing inexperienced rollers in and then putting out bad product again. So they're trying to not compensate for the lack of supply with inexperienced rollers who are going to produce cigars that, you know, now does are that unsmokable. Have, does that have to do with the pandemic at all? And I would think there's a, a combo of that. There's obviously economic stuff. A lot of people have left Cuba for other areas. It's... I'm sure there's a, a, a variety of factors. You the know. great resignation. Yeah. But also the prices are starting to creep up. Oh, it's not even, yeah. I mean, they're 20, 25% above what they yeah. were. Yeah. A box of D4s, guys, a year ago was 225. Now when they're on sale, they're 290. It's true. You know, so I mean, Mag 46s are, you know, 325 now. Yeah. You know, you used to get a Magnum 46 for the same price as a box of D4s or even a little less. You know, so I, they're never going to go down. We know well, that. You know, right. And, and, and everything, it, 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 it relates back to any, anything that's being distributed on a boat, anything that's being distributed in a plane. You know, we're just looking at, they're just higher costs that are just going to get passed down to the consumer no matter what. I mean, I don't even think it's, it's a, it's, yeah, it's just, the, it's, it's a combination of factors that I think are just making everything more expensive these days, particularly stuff that I, think about how far, 
yeah. around the world. For for a box of Cuban cigars, needs to travel from Cuba to, to and travel to go basically around the world to get to the United States of America. And that's probably I, that's, the fourth or fifth point because it goes from Cuba to the regional distributor to a retailer to potentially a out the back person, door of a retailer to a gray market <laughs> to us to us right yeah. so the, you know all those standard like we've discussed it before a lot of those standard production sticks get moved out the back so they can get allocation for regionals and limitadas yeah which there's a huge market for um they want that allocation they want to have their humidors filled with things you have to you know we have to keep in mind that over in europe you know, a D smoking a D four is like smoking whatever, like a Monte Cristo, fucking a Dominican Monte Cristo out of JR cigars here. Yeah, it's not that big of a. It's not, you know, so to the in the European market. So they want when they want a, sp a special cigar, they want so you know they're they're going to go for a regional. There's they're going to go for a limitada. They're going to go, and then you bring Cohiba into the mix. They want allocation for the Cohiba special stuff. They got to move a lot of their regular production cigars to get allocation for that. At least that's my understanding. So, yeah. you know, it yep. is what it is. It's so true. And it just, I, I'm laughing to myself as you say that because it's comical. When you're in Europe, I mean, I've been in London where you can literally just walk up to a little newsstand and I've bought a D4. I mean, how, how just think, <laughs> imagine in the US being able to go up to a tiny little newsstand in Manhattan. And just buy a D4 and no, smoke no. it. It's no, incredible. No. We're getting Philly blunts at the news stand. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, like Monte Cristo, you know, they're moving the, the Monte Cristo, you know, stuff, some some of it. Yeah. Uh, like the two or whatever, you know, they're, they're moving that stuff. They're keeping the really, whatever the, the pre, premium the factory. Brands, yeah. the, the, the master cases that are really the choice ones stay in those retailers and then whatever they move out the back that maybe isn't the, you know, they move out. Yeah. Back so, Pagoda, you were on holiday recently for quite some time. I know you went to a, a cigar store, too. What was the stock like in, in Mexico? Um, the, the stock was all right. Uh, the problem was some of them just didn't look original. That, you know, there were, ah. some of them were in boxes. Um, but the funny thing was right outside the store was a no-smoking sign. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know what's happening. I think uh, we are definitely becoming pariahs as a community. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, uh, Rooster has talked about that in Canada, right? Going to Canada and going even into an LCDH, a, a licensed Tobano store. I mean, that's uh, that's Toronto, right? Yeah. So Toronto laws are like one of the worst. I mean, you can't even smoke a cigar inside an LCDH. Wow. You know, inside or even like right outside, you can't. You have to be like 150 feet away from the store. Wow. It's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's tough stuff. They. They have, they're having some they're having some problems up there with liberty <laughs> <laughs> in general and joy and, 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 you know and joy the, the, and, 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 and who you know if you ever I'm, I'm sure that you guys in your in your circle of acquaintance have had the pleasure of meeting Canadians who are who are some of the best people you'll ever meet um, and I just it's tough to see what's going on up there uh, martial law all these things that are happening who um who wants that great people and and even going back to our lizard hobby i mean uh, a cigar up there if you buy a uh, partagas d4 up there they literally put an additional like very plain and it's just general tobacco laws they'll put a very plain label over the cuban issued label because they 
they're afraid that the look of the label is going to attract people to smoke premium cigars more, what? and they have ridiculous. T- it's crazy. It's, like, it's anti-cigar. It's it is. And they, you get stuff out of Eastern Europe that has. I have boxes, a couple boxes, where you've got somebody's face with like uh, uh, some sort of malignancy eating away <laughs> at their entire mouth. You know, yeah. and, and you yeah. know, out of Eastern Europe, you go, what the fuck? Fuck. Yeah. Like, By the way, that's all duty free all over Asia. <laughs> <laughs> they have these weird, yeah, yeah weird, it's crazy yeah, images. It's crazy, it's strange. All right, boys, let's um, let's rate the Scotch pairing, the Dalmore Twelve. Uh, I think it's time to rate it. Is everybody ready to do that? Yep. Take another sip and give it a go. Bam, bam, you're always up first on the uh, liquor rating. I think I'm at a six. Okay. I think six is good. Okay. I'm also at a six. I'm going to give it a seven. I, I, I don't hate it. Yeah, I, it could easily be a seven. Yeah, it's I'm going to go, I'm a, I'm gonna go seven yeah, on it. Yeah, I'm going to go fine. seven on it. Uh, it fell flat for me. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to go with a six. It was flat for me. Okay. Yeah, I think same, six. Okay. 6.2. 6.2 on the Delmore 12. Now, I we should have looked, but I don't remember... We didn't rate the uh, Dalmore Cigar. That's we before we the, did the fo- uh, yeah. formal liquor oh, that, rating. I mean, if we had to, that rate would have that, been an eight or a nine. If we uh, go nine, ra- nine. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm at a nine. I, I'd, I'd give it a ten. Okay, really? But I'd I'm, I'm at a nine. Well, I'd, and I'd, I think I'd, everyone would here would be nine tens. Yeah, I'd give it a nine or a ten. That's right. Yeah, I'm in that range. I mean, yeah, that was, was really great. super duper. How much was that? Do we remember? Oh, it's almost two hundred a bottle. Yeah, expensive. Wow, wow. And the reason, again, the reason I'm a ten on that. It's one of the most complex scotches I've ever had. I mean, if you go back to that episode, Poob and I are having this great commentary about five percent of it's aged in a Cabernet wine barrel, and you can you can taste it. Yeah, you Puba, can get oh, the, yeah. like you wine pick that up right away. It's amazing. That's a very good point. And looking yeah. back at it, that's very accurate. Yeah, yeah, it was and neat. Cool. We we stopped. We were many of us were drinking that neat. We had a few glasses, and, and it I, was so smooth because well, that it has so the flavorful. that tells the whole story. You and, know, yeah. yeah. And yeah. because it has that Cabernet note, it's very shower worthy. Wine <laughs> <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> so we're uh, we're coming into the last third here of the Schwa Supreme. What do you guys? It's picking up a little bit for me for sure. In strength, I agree. Yeah, I absolutely. would say it started medium, then got medium full, and now is closer to full. Yeah, I agree. I still enjoy it. I'm enjoying it yeah. too. Yeah. Not getting any ammonia. Even I'm, I'm down to about an you know, inch. Actually, I'm glad you said it. Yeah. I am stunned. Surprising. I mean, I, I'm really down to the end, and I haven't picked up any ammonia or mm-hmm. anything that indicates that this is only a 2021 stick. Uh, I hate to agree with you on that, but you're right. Because uh, let's, let's be clear. I mean, when I told Puba that I had uh, acquired this box of Schwa Supreme and they were 21s, he was a little hesitant about smoking them because they were young, and I'd only had them a couple weeks, but... Fortunately, uh, they're working out okay. I mean, does it taste like an aged cigar? No. Sure, certainly But not. is it like presenting? I think that what it indicates um, here is that this, this that this will be very, very, very good. A couple of years. Very good in a couple of years. Yeah. Two, three years, four years. This is going to be out. This is going to be knock your socks off. It um, is. And, I, you know, I think the nice thing about this stick, we've talked about this before, it's nice that there are some Cubans that don't require a ton of age to yeah. actually be really enjoyable 
And there are some that require that. And you know, you just got to tuck those away and not touch them for years. But yeah. this is one of those that you can get young, pull out, and you can still yeah, enjoy it. Right. And it'll only that's get right. better, like Puba said. You know, the one thing that I yeah. I didn't even think about, because we, we did talk about this, is the 2021 D4s. Remember we all got a bunch of really young D4s? I feel like you you blew through a lot of them. Then. I did. I bought that package with you. Yeah, we, and we and all had the same. I haven't touched I have, them. I have I a few left. They're still very good. Yeah, I've heard everybody say that uh, D4s and P2s from Partagas are smoking great oh, 21s. Absolutely, across the board. Which is surprising. I mean, I bought a box, and it's number four in my, you know, I have, I'm lucky I have a bunch of boxes of them, but I, I haven't touched them. I would them love Did a box of... Did you have one of those 21s? I do, yeah. What about the 2022s? Well, you're up for you're up first. You have to find. Yeah, them you us. have them all. Tell us, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this doesn't have it. Also, I don't feel like this is like Lajero heavy. It's not one of these Lajero heavy cigars. So it's a, definitely a medium bodied cigar, which is gonna just lend itself to um, smoking it earlier. You know, okay. it just doesn't. I don't. I don't know about you guys, but I don't taste that kind of. That donkey kick no. that you'd get, um, but the but I think maybe what it lacks in strength is the virtue, and what it delivers in flavor. Um, I think that's well said. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think that's very well yeah. said because you know I, I was anticipating getting down to the last third here, and it it kind of getting that ammonia, a little bit of a bite, and it's it's not doing that. The only thing that I'm noticing, as I think, is. Maybe I've hit it a little too hard, drawn a little too fast. The heat that the, it's heating up a little bit on me, but I think that's my fault, not the fault of the uh, of the cigar. Yeah, I'm surprised because I've smoked this pretty quickly. I'm I'm right down to the end, and I I haven't had that happen. Puba's a little bit behind us, but not far though. Yeah, yeah, and it's got that typical like you know you look at the ash and it's just that it's that white and black kind of you know typical Cuban look and feel it's it's a very pleasurable smoke you know versatile i think worth pursuing yeah yeah and i think that you know this is making me want to try the regios that you guys mentioned the san luis rays for sure in this size um well if puba likes this one better i don't want that one well no it's very good the regios <laughs> stop it's all personal preference i'm just saying if i had to choose i think i i think i like this cigar better but i need to smoke more of both probably I yeah think, i think regios has more floral floral notes you know i love that but it's not like you know it's it's lighter than this right puba yeah i don't, I don't think it's it's got this this kind of strength yeah unless you know maybe the, I, the, one I, I had was a little bit older and this that's was what i had i bought yeah. a five pack that was had some age on it but who knows i mean i haven't smoked enough of, enough of either um i just always each time i smoked this i said oh you know i really like it i just really enjoy, walked away with a really positive experience what's a little different it. for me for this cigar is i pull the smoke in i'm down to to the last inch i and if you pull a lot of smoke in and let it curl in your mouth a bit, like you said, Senator, it does coat your mouth nicely. I'm still getting a bit of a sweet tone there, which I really love. Yeah, it's yeah. unique. Yeah, it is. It, it is really a unique. Mm -hmm. um, it's mild. It's medium to mild. It's medium uh, to me. From the point of medium. Yeah, I, medium. I, medium. I don't think there's a single point I would call this mild. It's just maybe my not opinion. mild, but medium. 
Yeah, it's got. It's not medium. Strength. It's medium, and then I it's... think it starts medium and then ends medium full, even. Yeah, and from this point of view of strength, I agree. But flavor, from the point of view of the flavor profile, I think it's medium full from the point of view of flavor. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But do you guys think when you guys first lit this cigar, it, the flavors that were there, it, like like Senator said, it was a, a flavor bomb, right? Right so off the bat. The last third, I'm not quite getting that same flavor notes that I was getting in the beginning. This is true. But it's still quite it's, nice. It's different. It's, it's, it's yeah. So right. I I agree with you, Rooster, in that when you get down to the very very end, it's not nearly as sweet as it starts or even as it grows as you get to the middle. Um, it picks up a bit in strength, and I don't know that it's pepper. It, it's just there's there's it's different. There's I, a, it's I'm, unique, I'm like Puba said. There's a little bit of a difference in the stick. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. A good cigar. Yeah. You guys ready to rate this thing? Give it the formal lizard rating? Yep. Let's do All it. Right. Rooster, you're up. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Puba. Yeah, I'm not going to be that tough on it because I think it, I think it's an eight all day. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I, I think that this is a really, a really solid Cuban cigar that should be in, if you, if you like Cuban cigars, if you like, I think it should be in every humidor. Um, I like it. I'll give it an eight. I totally agree. I think that, you know, at, at the price point, obviously it's a little scarce, but if you can get your hands on some of these, I think any Cuban cigar smoker will enjoy them. I'm absolutely at, at an eight as well. I'm also exactly at an eight. Yeah, Pagoda. I think I started off as a nine because it was very, very good. I really enjoyed it for the first half. I, I think a, a strong eight. Okay. Bam, bam. Yeah, I think eight is a perfect score. Perfect for this stick. No doubt. Yeah, it's a really good cigar. Just I'd go a rounded. nine to compensate for rooster score, but I'm sticking it in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think to me it started no. out like really great, but I'm not like too crazy about it. Like the last Is it muddled for third. you? A little muddled? Muddled, like like too much. Like I like the sweetness like that I was getting in the beginning. I wish I was getting that all the way through all the way through the cigar. But uh, not towards the end. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to give it. The, I think with the, age. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You got to just recognize the potential. Yeah, has a lot of potential. And and and, and for me, it's an eight. But I'm not rating it on the potential factor. I'm rating the cigar as, as now. A, as of now. As of now. Yeah. Well, I, I guess if so. I had to do that, it's smoking like a seven now, but it's an eight, really. I mean, the, it, the cigar I've smoked these before. Just with a few years, you're you're right there. The last third is. It's an eight for me. Okay. I mean, uh, I think that it has merit. It's a good, it's a good, good cigar. I mean, it's I, popular for a reason. I'll say this: I, I think it's smoking like an eight now, and with age, it can be a nine easily. Even, because if that last third is like the first two thirds, then I would probably give this a nine. Right. The only complaint I have, and this maybe I have to see how this develops with age to know if I could give it a nine. I don't like cigar, and this is just my palate. I'm, there's nothing wrong with cigars that are like this. I don't like cigars with a ton of cedar, like too much cedar. And, and what I notice with this cigar is as soon as you, you immediately get the sweetness from it and some of that dried fruit, and then it's just a lot of cedar after that. And I don't love that. And I, I just compare it to like a D4 where on the finish on a D4, I don't get just a ton of cedar. Like that, like spice and cinnamon. I like that's cinnamon. what I get on the finish of a D4, where yeah. this, it just finishes with just straight cedar. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, a cigar that smokes like a ton of cedar is a lot of Romeo and Julieta Cubans. It's not my 
it's not what my palate enjoys, but I know and understand why plenty of guys do. So that's why just for me, for my score, that's what could, that's what would ever potentially make it hard for it to be a nine. But if this changes with age and maybe I'm getting more of that sweetness, even oh. on the finish or more of that dried fruit on the finish and not just cedar at the end of it, th that's really what it would come I, down I, to. For me. I would, I would, uh, yeah. And I think that, that if you, if we try these again down the road, yeah. um, that, that, that you're going to be very, very pleasantly surprised at what, how the cigar presents itself in terms of what, what you're looking for. A lot of potential. What's our uh, yeah, what's the, score? 7.8. 7.8. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. To so recommend. I yeah, think that's absolutely. a very fair score in yeah. its youth right now. I think that's a very fair score. And to Pubo's point, I think in a year or two, I'd like to definitely try these again and 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 see what they uh, yeah. see what they taste like. I think for the listener, it's definitely worth pursuing. Absolutely. Those rappers, I'll be those going rappers after these. will get all nice and oily, and you look at this box in a year or two, and you're going to be like, ooh, these have changed. Absolutely. So a strong recommend. Uh, not strong. I guess a, a recommend. A recommend. Yes. We'll call it a recommend. It's a recommend. Yeah, a no recommend. Doubt. No doubt. On the El Rey Del Mundo Schwa Supreme. And uh, thanks, guys. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Keep smoking. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.